Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by Kay Whitaker of kaywhitaker.com. Kay, thanks so much for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Now, you are a social media and branding expert, so let's dive right in. I know it didn't always start out that way. Uh, let's go back in time just a little bit. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Okay. And uh, what did your parents do? My mother was a single mother. Um, she worked and went to school most of the time while I was young. Uh, my father was away, so I'm not real sure what he did, but my mom raised us with the help of my grandmother. It was myself and my little brother. Okay. So you learned your work ethic from mom working her butt off to take care of you guys. Absolutely. All right. So then Houston, Texas, being raised by super mom, how I know you haven't always <laughs> been a social media educator for entrepreneurs and business owners. How did you become who you are today? Gotcha. So I started the company about four years ago. And when I started, I was in marketing and um, corporate retail. So I was a regional marketing director for a company and I was traveling across the state, building stores and helping those managers in the stores market their stores. So when I came out of that business, it walked out of that industry and started my own business. I started teaching business owners what I knew but with the element of like website and e-commerce and things of that nature. So we were building, doing a lot of done for you services, building websites, setting up stores. But what I realized is that people did not know how to market their stores online. So a function of the company came about when we learned that most business owners, we would build a store and nothing would happen. So I had to then start to coach them and train them on how to use the internet <laughs> to actually help produce income for their businesses. So about a year in, we switched from done, to, done for you services to straight education, where now we only teach and train uh, on how to do those things. Because in my mind, it's better to understand how to drive the traffic. And aesthetically, we can do all of those things later, but you need to have a good understanding of how to make revenue from your efforts online. Absolutely. So tell us about, uh, I'm curious about the journey from done for you to educator. What can you go into a little bit more depth on, on what prompted that and why you, I'm presuming, like it better? Well, when we were doing a done for you services, about 60 to 90 days after websites were built, stores were built, we would get calls from customers saying, hey, there's nobody going to the store. And I'm like, well, a part of that what techniques are you using? So we'd ask a lot of questions. Well, what are you doing to drive traffic? And they're like, well, we don't know what to do. We just thought if we put a website up <laughs> that people would come. So it would then turn around and say, okay, well, let's sit down and spend some time talking about a strategy to help you actually get customers to your store or your site. So I found a lot more pleasure in doing that. Again, I have a training background 
background. So in corporate America, I was a trainer and coming into small business, I had no idea what coaching even was just to back up when I came out of corporate America. I didn't realize that that was a real profession until I started actually working with clients in that capacity, having to train them, train the people that were working for them on what to do. And I realized because when I left corporate America, it wasn't that I didn't want to do the work. I just had a, my daughter was two. I wanted to be at home with her. I just wanted to change the way I worked. So I love the work. I just didn't love the environment that I was working in. So when I realized that I could do that and still be able to accomplish the personal things that I wanted to do. It's when we made the shift. Originally, I thought that that wasn't something that could be monetized. And then once I realized that people actually needed it, I realized that it was something that I could indeed charge for. And that's where the shift came from. Awesome. And what do you like best about what you're doing now? Uh, being able to take customers from a place where they have no idea what they're doing and just gradually seeing those light bulbs go off. And I work from with solo entrepreneurs where they're by themselves. They don't have a big team to C-level market or C-level owners where they've got teams, especially like design firms and wedding industry firms where they have teams, but they really don't understand how to market per se online and just seeing those light bulbs go off and seeing them get the results in their business that they've been looking for and the relief that comes after some time with us working together is the best part of the job. And what are some of the, I mean, you mentioned quite a gamut. What are some of your favorite industries to work in? Uh, interior design and the wedding industry. And I am not a designer. I am not creative by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination, uh, but I love the industries. So I love all things wedding. Uh, I would probably, if I could go to a wedding every weekend, I would. I love the decoration. I love design. I love interior design, but I can't do it. So because I can't do it, I found a way to help the people that were doing it. So I could take advantage of some of those perks of helping them get that done. That is awesome. What are, I know you've had some incredible successes. What are some of the types of results people implementing the strategies that you teach? I know results are not typical. Performance may vary. Past performance, no indication of future success. All disclaimers inserted here. What are some of the types <laughs> of results that your businesses have seen? So we, like I said, we work with a variance of people, whether they are by themselves or whether they have teams that are working for them. Uh, and my goal when I come in is always to set the infrastructure and to help them develop a team so that they're not working on their own. Uh, and we've got case studies of multiple companies. One that sticks out in particular when I met her, she's out in Dallas, Texas. She was working by herself in a 600 square foot office. And I was able to help her put the infrastructure into place to not only hire marketing staff, but to actually expand her business. So we doubled her space. Uh, she is an interior designer. We doubled her space and was able to add a team of four people to her team so that she can increase her revenue. And in the matter of a year, she almost 100% increase in her revenue. Wow, that is an incredible case study. I bet you she's a huge fan. She is a huge fan. <laughs> All right. And what are some of the most common mistakes you see business owners making that you get to get you get to fix? Uh, most of the time, they think that just because they have people in place, and this is what I see a lot of times with the companies that have people in place, they multitask those people. So, for example, if we're talking marketing, they'll have someone in place that maybe is responsible for 
acquisition, meaning they're responsible for going to find, acquire new leads, but they want them to close the sales as well. And a lot of times that will work if they are in a position where they just cannot add any additional staff to their team. But I always like to tell people, have your people and yourself focus on one thing at a time so that you can perfect that and create a machine versus trying to put all of the workload on one person. And a lot of times that is what I see. They have one person in place to, to do this function, not knowing that there are several umbrellas up under that particular role that you may need additional help for. That makes total sense. I definitely probably experienced that and seen it as well. What are some of what, I mean, what lights you up in the morning? What gets you excited to say, I can't wait to go in and fix X. What's X? X is the problem most of the time. So we work with a small number of firms and a lot of times they're on project based. So we meet, they have a project. So wherever we left off, if it's that time to meet, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see what they've done in the last week so I can give them the extra. There's always extra and I've always got additional stuff for them to do and they don't know it. Uh, and I guess that's I'm the bearer of bad news sometimes when I'm like, okay, if they can get this done, then I can add what I wanted to add before that they weren't ready for. So it's that growth component or some people call it scaling, but it's always giving additional off of what we've done so that I can see them move forward just a little bit more. Absolutely. You have um, some awesome giveaways on your website, including one with over 200 hashtags. Talk a little bit about that and how our listeners can go get it. Yes. So Instagram, as you guys know, is probably one of the biggest platforms for creative entrepreneurs. And a lot of times the first place that people get stuck is knowing how to get found, especially in these creative industries. We're using hashtags that are specific to who we are and what we do. And we don't think how our customers think. And hashtags on Instagram is nothing more than a keyword that your customer, it's customer centric. They are the ones if you're selling jeans, then they are looking for distressed jeans. If you are a wedding planner, they are looking for inspiration for their wedding. They're probably using hashtags, especially if they just got engaged. They're like, I said, yes. Or they're looking for things that will complement their wedding, but they're not necessarily looking for your service. So in that list of over 200 hashtags, I prepared a list of hashtags for several different creative industries that are customer centric, that your customers are using. And I do a lot of research as a relates to hashtags and what's working and what's popular and what you can use to get the best results. So in that list, it's over 200 of them where you are available to go and download them and start to use them immediately. It's a fillable PDF. You download it to your computer or your mobile device. If you have Adobe on your mobile device and you can literally copy and paste them into the comments of your Instagram profile and start to see the engagement the reach and the growth on your profile increase. And you can get that if you go to the website, it's kwhitaker.com forward slash 210-free-hashtags. And it's yours for the keeping. Awesome. Thank you. That is an incredible free resource. You've got such an incredible journey. Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you in our short interview? Uh, not that I can think of, Seth. I think you asked some pretty good questions. All right. Well, thank you, Kay Whitaker, for joining us. Everybody go to kaywhitaker.com and we will have the link to the 200 free hashtags download in our show notes because that I will be getting that resource because that is incredibly valuable. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. 
This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.